Welcome to yet another episode of Beautiful Voices with Elaine. Today we're talking about devolution, looking at it from the perspective of what has it managed to materialize in our different communities and uh, what has it managed to achieve in our different communities because we've been talking about devolution for some time, for quite some time, and uh, it seems like the idea around uh, devolution is now really uh, materializing and really becoming more real and uh, I've seen a lot of uh, people's titles different office titles now being changed to um, you know having that aspect of having devolution within the name uh, like the those working from the province and those even up from the district so with these changes uh, one can be able to see that there is that seriousness within the um, implementation and uh, effectiveness within the idea of devolution. For example, the district administrators, uh, you know, the titles that we used to call district administrators, they are now being called district development coordinators. And the ones that we used to call provincial administrators, PA, they are now being called provincial Dis development coordinators. And uh, within these changes, um, it is with the hope from the government that um, these titles brings about the aspect of um, devolution of power and it brings about the effectiveness of these individuals in pushing about economic development within their areas. And another title that I've seen that has changed is the Minister of State. Um, we used to just call them the Minister of State for you know, a certain province, but now then being called Minister of State for Provincial Affairs and the Devolution. So that shows that they now have the mandate within the idea of the devolution of power. However, I'm just still wondering if um, there's that difference between them being administrators and now them being coordinators. Uh, are they really going to be a change or a shift in their roles or they're still going to um, do the administrative part of it? Because I believe that there is a difference between someone who is in the admin and someone who is coordinating. So now they are more on the coordinating side, not the administrative part of it. So I'm just wondering if it's really going to be much of a change uh, since they have changed the titles uh you know these office names to coordinators so yeah what, what are really your views and thoughts do you really think that it's really going to make a change them no longer being administrators and them now being coordinators so this shows that there is the seriousness within the idea around uh devolution in our different areas and uh as a nation at whole so today we are going to be discussing on how then does the you know um, devolution bring about the involvement of uh, communities and how has the community been really benefiting from devolution and does the really the voice from the, within the citizens really matter in terms of the decisions that are made uh, around the area of devolution. And today we, uh, in this episode, we will be talking to James C. 
James from Rwanda. Uh, he is a human rights defender, and he will be telling us of what uh, devolution has managed to achieve in his area, in his community in Rwanda, where he stays. And I think this is quite uh, a good experience since we get to learn about what what other communities are doing in terms of devolution. Is it really materializing or is not? And um, in this way, we can really learn from other areas and be able to analyze from a level of, you know, uh, involving everyone and hearing voices from around the country. So welcome, James, um, today to this session. And my question to you is, can devolution really bring about development in communities? and uh, communities having a voice within the implementation of devolution on whatever that is being um, you know, done within the communities. Uh, thank you for the wonderful question, Elaine. But first and foremost, I would like to say, on its own, really, devolution can really bring about uh, development in a community. And I've got about uh, five or three examples that one can give uh, of what uh, transpired lately in Gwanda. Firstly, we saw the development of a water reservoir. The money was uh, being channeled through devolution. Uh, we saw the development of a school. The money came through devolution. But it has got its own challenges and its complexes when it comes to our Zimbabwean situation. Firstly, devolution hasn't been implemented. That's one challenge that we have. We've got a long policy, uh, decentralization and uh, devolution policy, that talks about a lot of things. But the devolution that we want is simple and straightforward. We want the devolution that will give people power. We want devolution that will give people power to their own resources. We want devolution that will actually bring about development, proper development. We don't want to talk about a school as if it's a milestone. It's not at all. But we want devolution that will address real issues at a local level. When we're talking about at a local level, we're talking from the issues of service delivery. We're talking of issues of job creation. We're talking about issues of uh, people gaining uh, or getting loans to start their own businesses at a local level. Unlike one to apply for a loan and get it through a Hararian office. No, it mustn't go through the channel. But if it's implemented properly using the right channels, not the one that we are having right now that we say devolution is there. It's not there. But honestly, if the monies come on time, we can have real meaningful devolution. At the same time, devolution can bring about uh, proper participation of the local people, or the local people getting a chance to even actually air out and do what we call the social audits. It's easy to follow the money that has been actually given at a district level, unlike to, to follow money that has been given at a provincial level. So there's that sense of ownership when, when devolution is properly implemented. We want devolution that will address issues that will empower young people. That's the proper devolution that we would want. So on my own side, from my own understanding, it can bring 
proper development if it's fully implemented given the powers autonomous powers when we're talking about that we're talking about issues to say okay the proper devolution whereby the local council has got a certain amount of money that it receives through the tax uh, taxes and other things let's say for instance we have uh, companies like Z- zimra zinara and these other companies at a local level actually channeling those monies towards the development of that town that's why i think we might uh, have a meaningful and then an impactful uh, devolution that really will actually resonate with the, with a lot of people out there thank you so yes uh, thank you james and uh, thank you for your contribution and it's really something that we need to look at as communities and uh, as the youth when we're talking about the aspect to do with development is really devolution bringing the development that we want is it's really bringing the tangible um you know development that we want as a community and uh, from what james has said we're talking about uh, he emphasized more on having real development uh development that is tangible and uh with what as rob james said is um they still need to do more in terms uh, of us realizing the real level of devolution and in a way that brings a sense of ownership and real involvement of the communities and the youth. And in this way, we can tell that there's still uh, a lot that needs to be done in terms of devolution, in terms of making sure that the communities really own uh, the developments that are coming. And uh, whatever developments that need to be done, the, the community needs to be involved. And I think with what uh, James has said, to say that companies that are within a certain area or a certain community need to make contributions towards the development of that area is really something that is um you know critical and crucial in most of our communities uh, we've seen most of our mining towns mining areas being the least developed uh, areas in in different communities and uh, if, if you go around in in our communities in, in in the country you realize that the, co- the communities that are responsible for mining that are, that do a lot of mining that have these um high level kind of uh minerals these communities they're still struggling to rise they're still struggling to you know uh to even develop to even develop they still do uh, have a lot of challenges in terms of service delivery, they still have challenges in terms of just, you know, infrastructure development. So then what then does the uh, resources that they are getting or the benefits that they are getting from these mines, uh, you know, go to? So at the end of the day, I think I agree with um, James to say that development needs to be tangible. We need to really see the real, uh, you know, developments happening that are coming in as a result of devolution and in this way we can be able to achieve what we need thank you for your listenership thank you for keeping listening and following this podcast looking forward to having you listen and send your views uh, so that we can be able to improve and as well as talk about the issues that you feel are still pertinent concerning the issue area of governance around devolution.